Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome to the Other Page Radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Certainly hope you're doing well. You know, everything's going good for you. That's good. Hope you got some gratitude, not attitude, and grumble. Don't do that. It won't work. Be humble. You got another shot. You're here listening to... The Other Page Radio Triad Veterans League is in the house. We're in the house. And we just want to say a couple of words for the veterans starting off. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. It's also brought to you uh, by uh, BNN and the other page radio. We have to credit ourselves with and the staff here at BNN for being so aware and giving you that information of encouragement because veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. I I, I really uh, want to be clear on some things that I'm thinking about our veterans. Wars, rooms of wars, happening all over the world. And there is a war in the United States of America that I want to speak about. But I'm also looking at the media, at the situation in Ukraine. I'm looking at the situation which I'm sure you are in the Middle East, namely Israel, Gaza Strip. And I'm seeing the President of the United States and other world leaders all trying to find out how can we stop How can we stop the killings? We spend a lot of money to supposedly prevent wars and tensions uh, among those two earlier sections of the world that I called out. Billions and billions and billions of dollars are going to seemingly keep war going. 
It's been happening for centuries in some situations. And, you know, Europe has a history of having, used to having these 40-year wars and 30-year wars. And, but what is so unique about the situation is the amount of money that we give to countries supposedly for peace, but war has not abated in those countries. You know, you got all these politicians uh, in agreement or disagreement about giving money to these countries. And then they give them billions. But in the United States of America, our veterans are being challenged, daily ignored, Daily, why can't we find a plan to prevent homeless veterans from being homeless? Why can't we create programs that deal with coping skills based on the need of those that served in situations that cause trauma, depression, and just disassociation from the reality that keeps them from dealing with their emotional state. Why can't we put funding with a strategy in place and don't just give them a room that will become a tomb if they don't have wrap around services. Why can't we do that? This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran, by the way, and I'm just trying to get it out there. If you just, people were concerned about the immigrants coming into Massachusetts, able to get housing, and our veterans are not able to get housing, and there's been some concern, and rightly so, that our elected officials seem to want to vacate the premises when it comes to dealing with trauma and an inability to cope that our veterans are undergoing. You hear a lot of talk about mass and cash, but you don't hear about the need for inclusion to include the professional level of mental health workers in dealing with our veterans, and primarily the veterans that are suffering the most of African-American descent. Been like that for quite some time. We have people who, when the time comes for election and have not done anything to alleviate the pressures that veterans go under and call for veterans to support them in getting elected. I think it's kind of shameful myself because I'm a veteran and I see these elected officials. I'm not going to go into any names because they know who they are. 
have not done anything, done no advocation, done no, uh, uh, con- uh, you know, standing up to uh, all this money that's coming out of Congress, going to these other countries, and the people that were born in this country, served in the United States military, can't get a dime. I haven't heard anything about these elected officials coming in and extracting those veterans from massing cash that are going through this drug epidemic and trying to help them by going to the governor who approved the hotels for the migrants, I believe, and have not gone to the federal government to see what land is available in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts that we can build homes for our veterans. Seems kind of easy to me. But you know, politics sometimes become politics. And as a direct result of that, you know, veterans are still not behind the eight ball, they under the eight ball. They're in terms of services have become immovable, immovable, unable to move. How do we change that? Well, you got to wait for the next election of these people that say you're a friend, but they treat you better than the people that they are allocating all this money for. There shouldn't be any homeless veterans in the United States of America. There should be better services around mental health, learning how to cope, learning how to find yourself back from where you were when you came back from that place or places where you served and carried a gun, killed people that you didn't even know or get wounded and become traumatized, unable to speak to your family members, unable to fulfill your role as a father or as a mother because of your post-stress PTSD situation. I mean, it's real serious when you see other people, and I don't blame them for trying to come to America because we made America great. We raised our hands and took an oath that said we will follow orders with our guns in our hands or whatever our occupation in the military was, we would use those skills to fight and bring it to whoever we were ordered to bring it to. You got to think about those things because you need to. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I'm going to play that again later on in the show. But what I want to talk about now, folks, 
on the other page, radio sponsored by Triad Veterans League, is the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company that was founded in 1997. 1997 makes it last century. The Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company is up and running, and I mean we are running this community-based theater concept that uses American history formatted for the stage. Yep. This theater company has about six volunteer veterans that make up the technical team that creates the audio, the lighting, the stage props, and any other thing to bring this community-based theater to the level that it is presently. We were at the Strand Theater October 13th, 14th, and concluded on October the 15th doing a production titled The Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project. It was so well done and very much appreciated that people are still talking about the performances of our dance company stages. S-T-A-J-E-Z. What a tremendous, tremendous contribution Stages Cultural Arts Center located in Randolph on Main Street is doing not only in Randolph but in surrounding cities. I went to a performance that they did in Worcester a few months ago and they are so artistic so graceful in their movement. But just before that, I went to a recital in Quincy, at Quincy High School, stages again. The beautiful costumes, the right kind of attitude, and they lifted the spirits as they lifted their bodies with their various moves from hip-hop to liturgical and all in between. And they did that same moves, that same movement, graceful movement at the Marion Anderson and Friends Project production last weekend. Oh, my goodness. Did they open up this program? They sure did. They opened up the program doing the liturgical dance, using the music. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Then they came back in the next half of the show, and they danced to the music, Wake Up Everybody. That's what we're trying to do here on the other page radio. I'm trying to wake you up because there's work to be done. 
You can't tell me that veterans don't deserve the same kind of treatment that you're giving other countries. Foreign governments get more than our veterans. It seems that way. Just when you see an elected official and you really want to know what he or she is doing, you got to ask the question, what are you doing for veterans, male and female, black and white? We know it's a proven fact that white veterans seem to get more priority in terms of service than black veterans. Yet they wore the uniform. Yet they were in the same places of operation. Yet their blood, when wounded, was on the ground. Thick blood. Wounded. Some never getting up, some passing away. We got to understand that value when you put your life on the line. For your country, your country has to be ready to receive you when you come back and say some things when they're not treating our veterans right. We got to do that. That's automatic. Veterans mean something. I think. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. It is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council. You know, we really got to understand that Veterans need a voice for you to add your voice to so that the right choices in terms of care and services for veterans can come about. Can come about. Veterans are not beggars. Veterans are people who raised their hand and took an oath to serve their country and they did. And they now need you not to so much reward them, but to pay attention and see that they're treated the same way as they did when they took those weapons, took their training all over the United States and military installations, and went into foreign countries to help those people fight for a freedom that we don't even have today. African-American veterans are challenged everywhere. And when they get out, a lot of them have bad conduct discharges, and it should not have occurred. And we have to work 
on getting those discharges upgraded. And I'm going to tell you where to go. Go to a man who is the commissioner of veteran services for the city of Boston by the name of Robert Santiago. I don't have his number right now. But the next show that I have, I'm going to have that number and I'm going to announce it as many times as I feel necessary so that you can get it and call him and let him know what your dilemma is so that he can get you on in scope, in sight, and do what's right. Get rid of the bad paper, upgrade the discharge so that you can get your benefits. Get your benefits, everybody. This is no time to play. And we got to be respectful. How dare them that are elected officials walk around like they've done something for our veterans here in our community and they know they haven't done diddly squat. I want to say something else, but, you know, my mama taught me uh, how to talk, how to communicate. And that's what I'm trying to do. This is the other page radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with being in uh, news media. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater. Looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. It's very important that we remind ourselves that we are on radio. So we got to be respectful. We got to be honest with our assessment of what's going on in our community. But you really got to think also about how our veterans are being treated, how our government, if you will, these elected officials that just go all over the country and say this and say that and say very little about our veterans. Those are the people that you voted for. Those are the people that are going to come back and ask you to vote for them. Yeah. And my question right now to those that would seek my vote, what have you done lately? What are you doing for homeless veterans that can't cope? What are you doing for veterans that are incarcerated and coming back to programs that do not have the sensitivity that they need to have when addressing the issues of veterans? You know, it's something when you can speak out when, you know, you see wrong or wrong is done to you. A lot of times in the military, in the racist application of so-called military justice, we find that those that are affected like that can't make those adjustments and as things continue, they get uh, 
or become unable to function in the right way. And that brings in character defects. That brings in all kinds of isms. Some of them are suicidal. And they have episodes. And because they can't make the adjustments in the military under the kind of pressure, they run afoul of so-called military justice and get discharged with a bad discharge, male and female. And so what I want to do is to ask you to call Robert Santiago at City Hall. And I don't have the number right now, but like I said earlier, I'm going to get that number, and I'm going to announce it. But call City Hall information and ask for Commissioner Robert Santiago. We don't want to let the Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, whose name is Dr. John, J-O-N, Santiago. No, they're not related, but they have the same last name. We need to let him know. Call the office of Erin Murphy, Boston City Council member at large, who also chairs the Veterans Committee, and let them know that you listen to the other page radio, and today we are talking about veterans, uh, veterans with dysfunctional situations that need help. Now, you got to do it as many times as you can, and you got to ask friends to step in and understand that veterans are not beggars. Veterans have served this country. We left a lot of people over in different places over the years that fought to save others, and now we cannot save ourselves. We are being ignored. We have lost all sense of obligation to our veterans. I know a lot of people who were either in the military or had a relative or relatives, plural, that served, that wore the uniform, that raised their hand like I did to say we will stand for America. And today, back in America, America does not stand with us. What a shame. What a shame. And people just walk by and read the media or read the paper, the printed media, and watch television, and you see these atrocities going on in these countries, and they have all these big weapons of destruction, you know, shooting them from the bushes and flying airplanes and just killing people. But they're killing our veterans in the United States 
with their draconian approach to dealing with situations that our veterans alone cannot deal with. We need care. We need services. We need the sensitivity that black veterans, African-American veterans, whatever color veterans you are, need to have sensitivity in service providing. Yeah. Have you looked at the General Edward O. Gordine statue located in the General Edward O. Gordine African-American Memorial Park? Have you seen that statue yet? Do you know what that statue represents? It represents a vision that Ralph Brown Jr., now deceased, shared with some more people as he was a veteran. He saw the need and the importance of having something showing in the community that reflected the services of loyalty and valor unrecognized but needed to be recognized. And we have worked together for over 20 years to finally get that statue in place. And I want to also at this time say thank you, State Representative China Tyler, for your support of veterans since you have been in office. You are the only person that has been elected that has been consistent, persistent, to the point that you were able to get $50,000 from the State House for veterans and friends of the General Edward O. Gordine Statue Committee. You did that for the veterans, and I am here today as a veteran who is very appreciative of that gesture that you did to show the importance of veterans' military history and the need to have a program that we can teach that history to our young people, to include a component of Triad Veterans League that has a veterans reading brigade. The reading brigade is a volunteer group. You do not have to be a veteran to be a part of the training that goes into being a member of the veterans reading brigade. Our children cannot read. We have a document, a teaching document, to teach our young people the importance of literacy. Because like I said earlier, if our children cannot read, they cannot compete. And if they cannot compete, guess what? They're going to cheat. They're going to acquire behavior Disorders as a direct result of their inability to read and to write.
And we can't lose our kids. So the Veterans Reading Brigade is available. Our calendar for 2024 will soon be out. For more information about the Veterans Reading Brigade that was founded by Triad Veterans League, we want to build this entity that will enrich opportunities for young people not only realizing and understanding patriotism a little more, but also sparking interest in reading and writing. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, and we are so happy to be here talking to you and your family members. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Hey, everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. Honey. Hey, I'm here for you. Tell me about school today. When kids can't find the right words, music can help them sound it out. Talk to the kids in your life about their emotional well-being. Find tools and resources at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Boy, that ad council is a real big help because you got to get the information out there, folks. If a community is not well informed, they can't they can't be involved because they don't know nothing. So we want you to understand that the other page radio is about keeping the community informed about what's going on, especially with our veterans. You know, so. You might say, oh, Canada, it's just somebody stood up when you wouldn't stand up or you couldn't stand up and says, I'll die for this country. You know, I'll fight first and die later. And some of them never got a scratch. When you look at them, you don't see any marks of injuries. When you're mentally distressed, and your your mind is in disarray, and you can't talk to anybody, but you need to talk to somebody to let them know you're not secure. Let them know that you need help. Let them know where they can go. Robert Santiago, Commissioner for Veteran Services for the City of Boston. John Santiago, Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Their names are listed all online. Their contact information as well. So let's 
not play with situations that keep you confused. Let's make those adjustments so that you can get some help. It's very serious out there. We can't afford to lose our lives. We can't afford to take chances with our freedom to get a drink, to get a drug. We need to understand that we need you. You need to understand that you have skills that we can use to apply to turn lives around and save them. And save them from themselves. You see, a lot of veterans will say, no, I'm not a veteran. But they are. But they went through some things that they couldn't even talk with their parents or their wives or husbands that happened to them. They can't talk about it. And we need to be on board with trying to get the help and understand what a veteran with PTSD is all about. We got to make these changes. We got to step up, not step on our veterans. People, because of their phobias around services at VA hospitals and other VA entities where services are provided, will not admit that they are veterans because they don't trust and this is and this is a part of a document our survey that we did Triad Veterans League did a few years ago and one of the outcomes was that veterans didn't trust the professional staff because they felt that they were racist they felt that they did not have the culture sensitivity and that they did not have they did not have people of color working in the field for mental health challenges we need more and there's nothing wrong with that needing more we got to be on top of our job before something gets on top of us that's what i'm saying if you can give $30 billion to a country to kill their countrymen and the invaders in their country, why can't you give something to the veterans? Why? I know you look at the news on the television and you see, they're trying to get a, a Speaker of the House after they crossed uh, McCarthy out of his position. And then this guy named Jim Jordan, and the other one named was Scalise out of Louisiana, he, he dropped out. 
Jim Jordan, he's in the race to try to be the next Speaker of the House, but he didn't get enough votes, so they're trying to vote again. But this is my point, and maybe you might agree with me. See, none of those guys are veterans. The former president of the United States uh, was recorded as calling veterans, him calling veterans suckers. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. We'll be right back. Back again, folks. You know, I had to step back when I thought about the, you know, the president of the United States being the commander-in-chief. And the commander-in-chief, who never served in the military, who never fought in any war situation. He was never wore the, the uniform. But he's the commander-in-chief, and he called veterans suckers. And you got like 80 million people that support him. And how many people do you think that support him have been in the military or were in the military ready to die for this country and just act as though being called a sucker because you were a member of the United States military is okay. Boy, that's, that's kind of funny there. It's not really funny. It's kind of sad that a man would get up on a podium anywhere in the United States and say that these men and women who wear or wore the uniform of the United States military, ready to die, are suckers. Just think about that. Just think about that. You know, you don't feel the heat till you get in the kitchen. That's what my grandmother used to say. Or if it's too hot in the kitchen, get out. It's hot in the kitchen now, folks. You don't have to get out. You just got to come out. And you got to speak your mind that veterans are important. That they're not just anybody. They're somebody who decided that they were going to go someplace. They, they were sent and fight for our country. And then when they go and they fight for our country, and you come back and you're looking for a house in which to live in, you can't find a house because a lot of the people that are in situations where they're doing better than you are not even United States of American citizens. And to put it like that. And to put it like that. Because Americans should be first especially if you served. You take and you just act like 
African-American veterans and veterans of color treated the same. And you know they're not. That's why Harry S. Truman did the 9981 Act during the Korean War. 9981. Get it. It's talking about the importance of desegregating through an edict written by and signed by Harry S. Truman out of Missouri that there be no more segregation in the United States military. None. You know, the people act like uh, that wasn't true. That, you know, we're going to let things go as they are. But it's slowly that screen is falling apart. People are learning that veterans, African-American veterans, have served this country since the American Revolution. Since the American Revolution. In World War One, in France, I'm told that the Hellfighters from Harlem, also known as the 369th Infantry Brigade, fought with gallantry, valor, and drove back the Germans. And they were called by the French the bronze men. You know, they, they couldn't call them white men. They want to call them black men. But that's who they were talking about. And what they did to save their country, they received all kind of awards for their, I want to say patriotism, but they didn't live in that country. But some of them stayed in France rather than to come back to the United States of America where they were born, and they became citizens of France. Then you got World War II. World War II. We were all over Europe and England and the Far East. We left a lot of our veterans in the fields and in the graveyards. But we went to a place called Dachau. Dachau. That is where the concentration camps were. That is where people were ordered into the showers that were really gas chambers and gas people with numbers written on their arms denoting that they were headed for death. And our black veterans saw this 
They saw this. What do you think happened to them? Their minds. To come back after liberating people in a concentration camp and being ambushed and shot and denied opportunities and they had served. They had served this country. They had seen people, some living today with those numbers on their arms or wherever they were tattooed with those numbers indicating that they were going to be killed. Got to know that history, folks. Got to teach your kids that history, folks. Because that's real significant. Anytime you go to a foreign land to kill somebody that you don't know from Adam's house cat, but because the government says you're fighting for democracy and democracy has not been your forte. So let's get it together. Let's get it together. All the money and resources that you've made available to kill others, that same resource should be made available to no longer kill, but to heal our veterans and their families. We don't want to forget the families that because of the PTSD that a parent carries, you can't really be a father, more so a daddy or a mother, more, say, more so a mama. We must understand that together we stand, divided we fall. Veterans, like I say and said, are not beggars, but people who made a decision to try to change the world from all the horrific things that we are presently undergoing. We got to do better than this. We got to rescue our veterans and establish comprehensive veteran service centers in communities that need them. You got to make a plane and you see all the work being done all over that place. They're reshaping it. And the people that are working in there, I don't see that many African-American people working in there. And I want to know why. Who is in charge? Where are you when it comes to looking out for those that looked out for you so that you could maintain the lifestyle that you've maintained to our disadvantage? We serve you didn't. How's that sound? It doesn't sound good, so we need to work on that. People just don't get it.
you're going to go around knowing that our veterans need housing, need advocacy agencies, need to retrain those that are stuck on the draconian ways and not understanding that veterans have to be taken care of and that all the racist elements has to be removed that veterans are not, as the former president of the United States, suckers. Veterans are honorable men and women. Some might be down on their luck right now, and we should not step on them, but reach out and pull them up. Raising the integrity level of appreciation for those that have served, what am I asking for? Is this so hard? Are we stuck like Chuck, meaning we don't have any options but to continue down a road that has no fame or claim for fairness? What is it all about? It's about us holding folks accountable. That's the first part of it. It's about understanding that respect and dignity must be a part of any plan to remove the stigma of racism that has been a part of the United States military system since World American Revolution, the American Revolution. That's something to really think about, man. You're going to give all this money and resources and nothing for the veterans that made it possible for you to amass that kind of money and resource. To march into a death camp and see those people that has survived with skeletons with moving eyes, unable to talk. They were starving them. You know what happens to the body when you're being starved? Do you know what kind of stresses that you undergo when you're being starved? When you're seeing your friends uh, with you today and the next day they're gone, they've been gassed? And we have the nerve to have wars going on, killing each other after going through the diaspora, after going through a holocaust, after going through a genocide. This is not the American way. We can't do that to each other. Violence begets violence. And we need to try to not be so violent in our demands. This is not what veterans do. Veterans serve to be served. We speak out when it is necessary. And as a veteran... I'm speaking out today. This is the Other Page Radio, WBCA, 
109, 102.9 FM, Boston's Community Radio Station. My name is Haywood Fennell, and let me give you this call letters again, WBCA LP 102.9 FM, Boston's Community Radio Station. My name is Haywood Fennell, I'm a veteran, and 857-204-5312, that's for you if you want to talk to me. Because I'm here. And I want people to know we got to care more about our veterans. That we got to call Robert Santiago, the commissioner of Boston Veterans Services, or Dr. John J.O.N. Santiago, Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Two big time veterans right there, boy. We want to get in touch with them to let them know that uh, we ain't slow. See, veterans don't like to talk. They like to make it happen. And a lot of times uh, they need some supervision because, you know, this post-stress thing, uh, it'll keep you out there. You know, you have these episodes, these mental health challenges, etc., that make you think that the only thing that you can do is treat yourself and be by yourself so that, you know, you're isolating. And you can't do that if you want to heal the deal. I'm about, this is about it for me today, folks. I hope you got something out of this conversation because I like telling the truth. Because truth will move you to the right direction for the right places and spaces to get what you need which is a healing. So thank you so much for being a part of my day. Looking forward to talking more. Thanks so much to the Strand Theater for hosting the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project and for the Cassie Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program under the direction of Sister Monica Anderson Spencer and her husband who did all the audio, Will Spencer, Steve Marks, we thank you again. Take care, folks. See you next time.